audience members to the 50th anniversary episode of M-Class E-Mail. Play some, like, fucking pageant music here. I'm not going to do it, but, you know, <laughs> imagine uh, it. It's 50 years since we started M-Class oh, E-Mail, God. This is, the, uh, this is our 50th episode, anyway. I don't know how long it's been since we've been doing M-Class emails. Fi- like 50, 50 years, at least. <laughs> it feels like it, doesn't it? Yeah, it's like we're married. We've been it's married like 50 I, It's years. like we finish each other's... Dicks. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how you do that. Well, actually... I mean, yes, but, you do. Um, <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, come on me. Come, on, come in my mouth. I'm Jeff. I'm come, Josh. You know, we didn't introduce ourselves in the last episode, I'm real. That's fine. They'll fucking figure it out. That's fine. Yeah, they'll, they'll figure it out. <laughs> they'll figure it out. I'm the guy who sounds like this. You're the guy who sounds like you. Yeah. Uh, nobody's ever mistaken us for one another, you notice that? <laughs> no, that's fine. That's good, I think. It means we have yeah. good voices. I did uh, Rider Club Radio fucking tangents already, right? Sorry, everybody. I'll get to yeah, your emails fine. eventually, probably. Yeah, whatever. Um... <laughs> I did Writer Club Radio for five years, and, like, people would write in and be like, yeah, it took me, like, ten episodes to realize, to, like, figure out who was Liam and who was Jeff, because you guys yeah. sound similar. I don't, weirder, I don't know. he was from Canada, and I'm from West Virginia. Yeah, and it was weirder, because you're the one who said sorry more, and A. Surrey. 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 Surrey, eh? Surrey, eh? Hey, uh, sorry about them dippers, eh? Hey, sorry or sorry to all of our Canadian Ooh, listeners. Gonna eat some Canadian bacon. Canadian bacon is pretty fucking good. Wouldn't call it bacon, though. No. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had it. It's pretty good. It's it's, it's real hammy. It's ham, right? Yeah, but it's I don't. I, I don't think I've ever had it. Never had it. Um, so it's good to be on a podcast with someone who could literally never be mistaken for me. Our voices are completely different. <laughs> Yeah, I sound more like an idiot. And I sound like a smooth, sexy man. <laughs> oh my god, I just number three'd my jeans. <laughs> so, our first email this evening <laughs> is from a f- person named James. James. J- James Herbert the First. My goodness, sir, you're a proper gentleman. Could you imagine the the cojones it would take to call yourself the first there's <laughs> is no that need what he to did? specify did you do that or did he I do just that? did that yeah yeah no he called himself James the first esquire that's hilarious though <laughs> like now it's funny but just the first you're a dick um the title of this email is hello again oh hi and it begins hi boys Hi. Been a few months since I first email in, so hello from your favorite Scottish Trek D and D group. You remember these guys? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that's James. That's James. Okay. Fans from Scotland. I, we have yeah. fans from everywhere now, though. Like the Discord has a ton of people from the UK. That's it. crazy. And of course, uh, uh, Jakub, who writes yeah. in all the time, Jakub, is yeah. uh, Polish. So Polish. we got Polish right. fans as well. Yeah. I uh, I want some Bimber, Jakub. Give me some Bimber. I don't know what that is. It's like moonshine, like Polish moonshine. Oh, shit. Send me some of that. <laughs> we're going to get tore up on Bimber. Uh, we're all down in Bristol for our annual piss-up. Uh, is that gross. British for some kind of fun thing? Piss-up, huh? <laughs> Can I look? Let's look up that. I want to know. Yeah, I, I'm assuming quick. it means like a bachelor party-ish yeah. type Put thing. Put your um, safe search on and search up piss-up. Piss-up British. <laughs> Piss up. Uh, a party where people consume alcohol. Okay. okay well, that was, well, that makes sense. We just call that a party here. Yeah, we call that a rager. A wicked rager. Wicked rager. Or like a, a come down. Yeah, we call it a come down. Instead of a piss but up. It's spelled like normal, like C-O-M-E, not like not like the sexy way. Like the Bush song, come down. Bush is British, too. You guys know them. You guys know them by first name basis. Best friends. Yeah. Gavin... It's Rossdale. A, it's a annual piss up D and D getaway and escape from the Scottish weather. <laughs> Can you escape it? It as far you. You know what? I would. Uh, man, we've talked about this before, but ah, uh, Scotland, man. Oh my god, I would. I would go and never leave. Redheads. Feel, yeah. So I understand many that redheads. For sure. Like I feel that way about Ireland just in general because it's so fucking pretty. Yeah, Ireland's pretty, but. 
And it's got it's got a lot of redheads too, but I'm married, so that usually cuts into my dating time. Yeah, I mean, I want like a Scottish redhead because they could like beat you up, and I'm like into that shit. Oh, everybody knows that. Well, I'm just saying it. <laughs> just putting it out there. Living my truth, Jeff. Living my truth. All the you all the being married definitely cuts into my dating time. So it doesn't with me. I mean, what? Well, Josh is married to a couple people. It's just all with different names. <laughs> I'm married to the streets, bitch. Oh, shit. That's right. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. Yeah. I'll fucking cut you with my switchblade. Uh, last night we played a campaign based on Rich Masters' two-part Picard and the Jim Hadar episode, and I thought nice. I'd let yous know what happened and how we plan out a sesh. That's cool. Ooh, we're getting a little look on the inside, how sausage is made. That's right. Basically, I act as DM for the group, and only I'm allowed to listen to the email. Well, okay. damn. We need that traffic, bro. What are yeah, you doing? Get what is, what are, you, are you just, like, hoarding us for yourself? Uh, I then build a campaign around the episode and replace all the main characters with our own Starfleet characters. There are seven core members, all ranging in rank and disciplines. This sounds like a dope game. Yeah, this sounds like fun. Uh, last night ended after four hours when our chief science officer tried to spring himself and the captain from their cell and ended up with a critical failure and blew them both up. Wow. Well, there's, there you go. Game uh, fucking over. R.I.P. to your chief science officer and captain. I know he can't answer us right now, but then does he then like read them the rest of the email then? Do they get to listen to it? Yeah, can they listen? I mean, I guess when they go home, they can listen to it, right? But send send them to the iTunes and have them leave a review. Yeah. Damn. Rate us, please. Uh, we'll keep on trying till we get it. We've got another six nights to crack it. Damn, six oh, I nights. See. I see. You just keep going. Wow. That sounds so great. I want a D&D getaway. Yeah, that's pretty cool. We were all talking last night and wondered if you guys had ever thought of getting Mr. Masters himself onto the show to ask him some questions about his season eight. We would all love to hear what inspired him, what was tough, and what characters he loved writing. That's a great idea. That is a great idea. We yeah, could we do, could do that. We could do a little like Q and A section, session when, with him. When we do the show in America, though, it's like six o'clock in the morning in England. <laughs> It's true. We would have to like probably schedule the a Q and A session with him, yeah. and then do the episode uh, like a normal episode of email and like right. insert the Q and A session in. in it. Yeah, or, yeah, we could probably do it in the daytime. That's like, it's true. At some point, we've done other stuff in the daytime. I'm available. Yeah, then. we've number threed. <laughs> I've number threed in the daytime and the nighttime. It's a whenever thing, really. It's it's a whenever enjoyment. Yeah. Uh, this segment is a huge part of both the show and our campaigning now, so we'd love to see him come back with a new series or start season nine. Damn. I, I don't know what he's going to do, and I know that, like, we've been missing it ourselves, but I don't, I don't feel, like, I know how much work it, like, he does. Oh, yeah. And he does it for free, and it's amazing, so I don't want to, like... It's completely up to him what he does yeah. now and whether he does anything at all. Like, yeah. we'll always treasure the Rich Master story time. It's, like, a part of our lives that, like... It's, like, one of those things in your life when you know it's, like, really good. Has that ever happened to you? <laughs> uh, Has anything really good ever happened in your life? It was like that. <laughs> <laughs> Look deep inside yourself and see if you ever enjoyed anything in your life. Yeah, it's what I imagine that feels like. <laughs> uh, we also wondered if you guys had a favorite episode of that season. My unofficial third oh, fave God. season of Next Gen or a favorite moment. The Jemadar one was really cool because I liked that it was like a the war was happening. Like, I thought that was really cool. Oh, yeah. I was a oh, big man. fan of that one because like to the point where... I still remember Terranima, the name of the yeah, Jim Terranima. Yeah. Man, I, there was... Uh, they all were good. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, man. <sighs> I like the one that was like a day in the life of Hawk a lot. I like actually one was getting cool. to know Hawk a little bit. That was cool. Yeah. And having him and Barkley... Like, having Barkley in a show was like... 
10 out of 10 shit for me. I was excited. It's fucking brilliant because Hawk is like action man and Barkley's like nerd boy. It's like (laughs) we were talking about in the last episode where like every early 90s action movie had to have a comedic side. Exactly. He was like the Rob Schneider of Hawks. I wouldn't judge that on Barkley. (laughs) If Rob Schneider was good, if that was such a thing that could have happened. Um, I cringed. Uh, Yo, what if there was like a TNG season eight that it was like uh, what Mud's ancestor and it was Rob Schneider? I would kill myself. <laughs> I don't want Rob Schneider to ever touch Star Trek as Ugh, long as he lives. It's me, Rob Schneider. <laughs> That's how he talks. What does he turn into? Does he turn into a woman again? Does he turn uh, into a gigolo? The- yeah, was it was he a woman at one point? Was that a thing? Yeah, was he, the, the hot chick he, was that the name of it? He turned the hot chick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, what a fucking terrible career for a giant asshole of a man. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna pick the Hawk episode since Josh already took the Jim Hadar one. Yeah, I, I mean there was a lot of them, and I, I honestly I need like to look at them again to decide because I they really were all great. So really, I was so excited to see Barkley. Like you could go back yeah. and listen to how excited I was that Barkley was in the episode. Yeah. Um, sorry to sound so fanboyish, but this segment has been a bit of a revelation to us, and we're a bit heartbroken that it's all gone. Ah, uh, don't be sad. It's still there. You can listen to it anytime, and maybe, just maybe, if you clap your hands, click your heels, and believe, yeah, Rich Masters might return to the show one day. Uh, I know he also can't answer this, but when I was in England, I had Iron Brew. Uh, do you guys like Iron Brew? <laughs> Did you like Iron Brew? It tasted like orange battery acid. Uh, I don't so I think that sounds it. very good. No, it was. I think it's illegal now. I think the uh, it's kind of like a what was that drink here? Four loco. They, four loco. Yeah, it was kind of like that. Oh, so it do, it tastes like battery acid. Yeah, yeah. it was like <laughs> kills you when you drink it. Uh, thanks both. We all still love the show more than your standard Glaswegian loves a good drum. What's a your, drum? A drink. Oh, is that a a dram? Dram. I'm sure it's oh, pronounced okay. dr- anyway. Dream. I don't know. <laughs> Yours, James, chief campaign manager of the good ship USS Crit Roll. Nice, awesome email. Thank that was you great. For that email, James. We, Thanks, James. I'll try and set something up with Rich Masters sometime soon. He's been yeah. super busy lately. He's got a child. But eh, I mean, does that really count as busy? <laughs> Is, is the child really more important than our stupid Star Trek Yeah, podcasts? like, come on, Rich. Like, get your priorities straight. Our next email is from uh, Crudweasel420. Nice, sweet. Crudweasel420. Uh, it was sent from Yahoo Mail for iPhone. That was important <laughs> enough to include, so I thought I would tell you. Well, that's... So is this, like, a from the past email? Or when, like, is this, like, a 2007 type of thing? Uh, it's entitled Garrick's Headache. Okay. Hey, guys. I'm just sitting here watching Deep Space Nine after setting my bong phaser to stun and decided you. it was important to share my experience with the beginning of Season 2, Episode 22, The Wire. Okay, not to be confused with the HBO series The Wire. Starring Garrick. Starring Garrick. Uh, It begins with Bashir and Garrick having a conversation while waiting in a long lunch line. Garrick begins having apparently severe migraines, and Bashir insists on checking him into the infirmary. That's right, this is a good one. It is a good one. Garrick refuses and goes on about his day. The next scene has Bashir and Dax analyzing a bulbous, hairy, spiky mass which is cut off at the bottom of the screen at the hairline. That's right. I immediately imagine the camera slowly panning down to see Garrick's drooling face and the thing they were scanning was actually the top of his head and had (laughs) quite a laugh. That would be awesome. Anyway, fuck off and all that. Your friend Crudweasel420. <laughs> Thanks, Crudweasel. Uh, you are quite a Crudweasel for saying fuck off to us. Don't let him be the enemy. He wants that. Just be like, I love you, Crudweasel, and I wish you could cut my brain open. 
Go fuck also, yourself. Also, he's got weed, dude. We gotta fucking be nice to him. Go fuck yourself, crud weasel. Nah, man, we gotta score some weed. Give me all your weed or else. <laughs> Give me your weed. I have a gun pointed at my screen, just saying. So oh, know. oh my god, I can see it. Oh my god. <laughs> It's a phaser. It's a phaser. Oh, I set it to stun. It's a de-replicator. A de-replicator. <laughs> uh, our next email is... Uh, oh, it's long. It's from David S. David S. And it's entitled, Computer Low Program Hootenanny 1. Okay. Goddamn, Trek boys, look at you. <laughs> A God. few years on that there satellite done y'all some good. <laughs> Did it? And what's this I hear about a Discord? Y'all telling me that for a measly buckaroo I get access to the rootinous, <laughs> tootinous cyber saloon this side of the neutral zone with just the sexiest patrons? Whoa. Well, shit. If it's good enough for Nagilum, it's good enough for me. Now hold up. <laughs> Now you're telling me I can listen to podcasts. <laughs> this is a great commercial. View art and vote on hottie contests and other future content with just that there green bike. <laughs> it's a deal so good you'd give a Klingon a double heart attack. <laughs> that deal's so good you'd make a Ferengi cry white tears from every lobe. <laughs> that deal's so ding dang fantastic. The Federation is bound to reinstate the use of currency just so its members can get trek-wrecked wow. by the darling varmints in the Discord. Damn. Wow. You can't buy this type of hype, dude. Dude, Jesus Christ. I gotta read the whole email now after that. <laughs> this guy is fucking rootin' tootin', man. Anyhow. Things ain't looking too good for old DS here on the new assignment. The replicators are tearing through all the hay, and it's been tough keeping the clean coal slash dirty coal reactor going. <laughs> coal reactor? <laughs> Without full environmental controls, it's been hotter than a jalapeno's coochie. But a, li- <laughs> but a little Texas-style heat never hurt nobody, except the elderly, or the very young, or the sick. <laughs> or anybody locked in a runabout with the windows up. Nice. Speaking of weather, y'all reckon that there used to be a lot of great sailors and swimmers coming from Ferenginar? <laughs> I hear that place is wetter than a rising birthday party. And I bet it took a whole lot of know-how to travel through the planet with, I'm assuming, constant flooding and mm-hmm. changing accessibility of pathways. <laughs> I wonder if there's any ancient or contemporary Ferengi sports that incorporate rainfall into it somehow. Maybe. That Dan Gum Great Material Continuum is described as a great river on which profiteers mm-hmm. navigate its dynamic and often ornery waters for Nagilum's sake. <laughs> wow. You Trek boys seem to have good imaginations. What other species, due to their native planet's environments or their natural physiology, might have interesting or otherwise unique sports? Funny you might ask that question. We there, there may be a thing happening where where there's a oh, thing. Oh yeah, there may be a crossover episode with what? something. What? Could it be? I, I don't know when it's coming out, so it, this episode might either be far too early or, or far way too, too late, late yeah, to maybe. be advertising for it. Yeah. So just look for that. It'll be in your normal feed. Yeah, so I don't want to ruin it by using that one, so I gotta think of another one, I guess. <laughs> well, he's got some examples here. Okay, yeah, yeah. Y'all think Andorians are good at ice skating? Mm-hmm. Y'all think Cadians make a tightrope look easy? <laughs> Y'all think, Kling- y'all think Klingons play anything else besides that throw a spear through a hoop game? <laughs> I bet Klingons do like ram horn ramming with their forehead. With ridges. their heads, yeah. It's well, probably they like a sumo a sport. Well, when they're drinking, they do it, right? When they yeah. go to that drink festival with Gowron, they're doing it. 
That seems like it would be a good like sumo sport. Like you slam right. heads together and you try and push each other out of the circle. Right, or knock them out. Yeah. That, that's definitely a Klingon game. For sure. What else? What's a? What's I'm trying to think, one? yeah. Um, oh God, I'm... Tr- the Nobulans are good at the Sex Olympics. Oh, for sure. Like, foursomes, fivesomes, eightsomes. Eightsomes, yeah. Sex... T- septuple, sextuple. Sextuplets, of course. Se- yeah. Um, I think... Uh, uh, this might be a little racist. <laughs> uh oh. Uh oh. What are their names? The piggy guys? I'm like, the so Tellerites. Tellerites are good at 4 H Club. Oh, I get it. Um, <laughs> nice. The Tellerites uh, are probably good at mud wrestling since they take mud Oh, mats. yeah. And they gotta snap each other's bras off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now we're talking. The Nobulans get in on this too. It's probably like Greco-Roman style wrestling, but in the mud. But in the mud, yeah. And they wear like some kind of like ancient Tellarite thong. And it's super sexy. And it's like really hot to it's look very at. Very sexual. It's very sexual. Yeah, very respectable though. At the same time, somehow you, they're respecting their culture. Is yeah, why. they're respecting their heritage as mud people. Um. <laughs> The Orions, yeah, are probably good at all sorts of sports. They're probably good at watching like The Godfather because they're like all in the on every Orion is in the fucking syndicate. <laughs> what happens if an Orion is born and is like, I want to be a baker? I guess there are them, but like <laughs> they're they're never shown because they're not like interesting. That's true. There's that one that Abrams put in Starfleet for some reason because why it's, not it's green so ladies? That, it's so that Kirk can have sex with a green lady. I get it. Hilarious, topical, uh, funny. <laughs> I bet that Vulcans do a lot of track and field. They probably do, like, endurance race real good, because they don't need to drink water, like, ever, dude. Like, Vulcans definitely do, like, a lot of track and field, I think, because that's, like, uh, a type of physical competition that's, like, super logical, right? It's measurement of your ability. Right. And it's, like, kind of, like, boring sometimes like yeah for sure it's like watching it regimented and right right well which they love right they love that shit right not so much like track but like just like like hammer toss right like how fucking boring is that you know I'd i'd say probably track too like uh hurdles yeah hurdles yeah you're probably right um romulans like even the not just because there's like a lord elrond and yeah. Picard, but I think Romulans would probably be like fencers. Like they would do fencing as their sport. Well, they like swords a bunch, so that makes sense. Dude, they do like cool the swords. Yeah. Um, I don't think stabbing your friend in the back is a sport, but Romulans would be really good. I was gonna say like cheating on your wife sport. Yeah, fuck you, Romulans, you piece of shit. Because they're like subfugi. If you're listening to this, Hoteen, get fucked. Ah, oh, we haven't heard from Hoteen in a while, and I probably just jinxed us. Hoteen uh, was locked in a uh, Romulan prison camp for a while. Oh, a re-education if wanna, camp? If you want to find out what happens to your favorite character, Hoteen, go check out Tapon's Theater on Subspace on uh, uh, probably SoundCloud. I don't know. Hoteen is my protein. That's a good shirt. There you go. Free shirt yeah, for you. Uh, they're they're not selling shirts yet, but they are giving us shirts. Hoteen is my protein. Like to thank uh, Pizza Man for that. Thanks, Pizza Man. You you are the man, the Pizza Man. You're the Pizza Man. Uh, I remember my great uncle Chugswig Bootstrap once told me. <laughs> Nice name. He was able to win a foot race with an Aurelian by dropping a bunch of shiny quarters on the ground. <laughs> Way he tells it, that dumb squawker looked down and tripped so hard he cracked his pebble-eating beak. <laughs> if you knew Chug's cheap ass, you'd know that this was a load of shit, because that man squeezes a quarter so tight the eagle screams. <laughs> oh my god, this guy rules. Later on, we found out Uncle Chugs was a Trek bigot. 
yeah. an antagonized species he didn't know how to fuck. <laughs> wow. Anyhow, I reckon you boys get best get back to your P.E.K.K.A. science and dune buggying and whatnot. <laughs> Thanks for chewing a bit of fat with old D.S. Thanks, Signed, D.S. David S. Wow, that was incredible. That was incredible a great email. email. <laughs> incredible read of the email, Jeff. Oh shit! Senior citizen cowboy on the U.S. What did he write that made you know what that what Whistle was? the tune from the good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> I love that movie so much. Dude, that movie is... It, it's like one of my favorite movies of all time. Yes. It's in constant running for my favorite. It's four hours long, and all of it, it's amazing. It's four hours long, and I never once get bored or notice no. how much time is passing. I want to, like... I, dude, sometimes I wonder, like, sometimes I watch, like, uh, Westworld, and I'm like, oh, this is just them being like, what if we were, like, in the good, the bad, and the ugly? Yeah, pretty much. That's all that show is, and it's, like, perfect. Dude, like, uh, like, Crystal's a teacher, and she, like, teaches a class, uh, or she taught a class back in West Virginia on, um, film as literature. Yeah. And she, uh taught students like film concepts using specific clips from different movies uh-huh. and building tension she the used the Mexican standoff yeah. at the end of this movie because there is literally nothing else in cinema I can think of that builds tension in the same way it's perfect and also that soundtrack fucking amazing during yeah. that scene just yeah. in general in the whole movie, but during that scene, like, I watch it just to hear the soundtrack sometimes. You could just, that movie's a great movie where you can just, like, leave it on, and you don't even need to, like, watch the movie, even though, like, every shot in that movie pretty much is fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. But, but like, you don't, like, that's how good that movie is, like, you don't have to watch it. You can just listen to it. Like, that's crazy. It's, it's so strange to me that, like, the Fistful of Dollars trilogy, every movie is better than the last. Like, yeah. all three movies, the the first one's good, second one's great, third one's fucking amazing. Yeah, the third one's great. Oh, man. Well, thanks for that email, David S. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. Our next email is from Stalwart. Captain of the Second Company, the Scions of Redemption. This is a Warhammer 40k email again. Oh, no. I don't remember what voice I used, so I'm just going to use my Mark's twin, twin Hammer voice. Okay, cool. It's entitled, We Must Unite. All right. Greetings and salutations once again, Trek Brothers. Hello. It is I, Stalwart of the Imperial Fists, once again writing you concerning the grimdark nature of my home universe. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. I would like to touch on a subject you briefly spoke about last time I wrote. Specifically, I am referring to the unfortunate magnetism that my universe seems to have concerning those of a particularly far-right leaning. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. It saddens me that those who read the works and enjoy the fiction of Warhammer 40k seem to buy into the fascism of the Imperium. Mm-hmm. Not understanding that it is a sickening simulacrum and parody of what our glorious emperor desired, emperor, emperor mm-hmm. desired for us. Right. These people, they believe that the way the Imperium has become is acceptable, and that its indiscriminate slaughter of Xenos across our universe is a necessity. Yeah, it the, the is Zeno thing not. is kind of racist. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You can't call them that. That's their word. Yeah, I don't feel comfortable. (laughs) (laughs) I have seen your universe through the warp, and how this united federation of planets has managed to peacefully incorporate so many different species. Uh I want this for us all, as it would mean that we, the space marines, could finally put down our arms and instead extend our hands in friendship. I want this very badly. In an effort to do something about this, I have begun to interact with these people in an effort to help them see things my way. Alright. To this end, what would you suggest I do? 
Their, le uh, their leanings are difficult for me to understand, but I want to help them. Humanity should not be divided by absolutely stupid things that they get so riled up about. Have you tried punching them? Mm, I think he's tried that a lot. I actually. would recommend <laughs> punching them, because it's okay to do that. And that's pretty much the only type of person oh, it's okay to I punch. Get it. I get it. You're misunderstanding the question. Oh, what are you talking about? He talking wants about... to become friends with aliens. Oh, aliens. Like how the Federation is. Oh, I thought you meant the the Nazis. No, punch all the Nazis. Yeah, you punch want. the Nazis. No, the aliens? Uh, yeah. Don't punch them, first of all. Yeah. Don't shoot at them Hug or them. kill them. Hug them. Like, really, communication is the basis for all. Like, right. All learning about one another starts with communication. If you don't have open and they, completely honest lines of communication with yeah. people, they're not gonna bridge the gap that exists I have, between you. I have a more wiener scientist uh, thing. Uh, whip it out. Whip. Uh, go to Riza and just fuck a bunch of different people. Just jizz all over the place with a bunch of different types of people. Extend the olive branch of cum. The olive branch that is your wiener. Cum branch, as it were. <laughs> the white dove of cum. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> I mean, that's that's my advice as a scientist. As a shooty go bang bang man, yeah. I say the best way... To get to know somebody is to talk to them with your mouth. And mm. you'll you'll find that you probably have more values in common than you don't. True. And those differences between you will serve as learning tools to be able to understand one another better in the ways that you do have similarities. Right, like wanting to fuck each other. Yeah, like if you want to extend the olive branch of cum. The, the white dove of cum. Um, the cum dove, <laughs> lonesome cum dove. Um, <laughs> this is a this is good advice for every everybody. In yeah, all you have worlds. to talk to people. How like, else are you gonna like get down with them if you don't talk to them? <laughs> you gotta get consent first, and you're not gonna get yeah. there if you don't talk to them. Yeah, I mean, you gotta find a basis for like all things that lead to Jayin. At the end of the day, all anybody wants is peace and prosperity for the people they care about. Yeah. No matter where you come from and who you are, like no matter what your methods, whether you're mistaken in your methods or not, whether you're like a true monster. You're yeah. you're even if you only care about yourself. No matter like, where you come from, I come from my wiener. Uh, I come from one my left nostril. <laughs> what? It's super inconvenient. <laughs> That's weird, but, you know, hey, I'd like to study that. Uh, we'll talk about it. Get on my table, Jeff. Get it, everybody? Talk about it. That's uh, what you gotta do. Yeah, let's do it. No, I, Jeff's I right. I out of my wiener, so. Just, you know, don't, just don't, don't go killing all the aliens. <laughs> You're, you're starting from a, a pretty bad position in that yeah. you've been at war with the aliens for like a thousand years. Like 40k years, however many. <laughs> so, it might not be the easiest thing to bridge the gap. Yeah. Why don't you just move to this universe? Like, don't go back to that one and just come to this one. C-U-M. <laughs> um, I feel like humanity's biggest like plus in any universe like where they're uh, like non-humans is uh our diplomacy our understanding yeah and empathy and being empathetic towards people that you don't understand is the first step towards trying to understand them and what seems like this massive difference that you'll never be able to get over is probably much smaller than you think it is probably jeff said a much more real thing, and I'm just gonna let him. I'm gonna. Oh, that's it. Do what he says. Honestly, just go to Ryzen and have sex with a bunch of aliens. Fuck yeah, let's go. <laughs> uh, I will report back to you with my findings. Should you respond, 
Thank you for your time, and sincerely yours. Stalwart, Captain of the Second Company, the Scions of Redemption. Wow. Emperor's blessings upon you both. Isn't your Emperor like a skull with a hat on? <laughs> yeah. He's a skeleton and a robe on he, a throne. Yeah, but he's like uh, attached to like a machines, right? Yeah. That's pretty cool. It's pretty metal. I'm not gonna lie. It's pretty like heavy metal 2000. Heavy metal. Whatever. If, uh... If anybody feels like that voice I was doing is probably fairly familiar, it's because it's the Onion Knight from Dark Souls. It's the same voice. Oh, wow. Hmm. That's great. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Did you do the voice for him? Yeah, it was him. Oh, what? Uh, <laughs> our next email is from Spencer. Hi, Spencer. And it is entitled Star Trek Wine Collection. All right. Those are words that I didn't think could go together, but let's go. Hello, Jeff and Josh. Hi. We've had a few people suggest that we send you at M-Class the Star Trek wine collection to sample and review. Please what? send me your shipping info and we'll get some yeah, samples out to you. Let's get fucking drunk. Fuck? Let's fucking do it. <laughs> this is the best thing that happened to this podcast. <laughs> Finally, we're getting wined up, baby. Holy shit. Well, the LGBTQ month was the best thing, but this is a good yeah, second. This is a close second, I'd say. Free wine is pretty great. Cheers from Spencer uh, from Wines That Rock. All right, let's I don't I didn't even know there was a thing. So winesthatrock.com. Let's, let's make sure Spencer's on, Oh my god, there's a whole that. website. It's a real thing. Holy shit. winesthatrock.com. Okay, I'm here. Holy fuck. It's it's a lifestyle wine company. Grateful Dead wine. Okay. Rolling Stones. The it, police. It knew. Oh, there's a Picard wine and there's a Future Bottle wine. Dude. <gasps> what the motherfuck, dude? This is this awesome. This is awesome. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, we will definitely send you our addresses. A Downton Abbey wine. Cool. That's amazing. Dude, I would fucking love to try some Chateau Picard. Yeah, that would be awesome. That would... Dude, I'm fucking excited, man. Holy crap, man. I am so excited right now. Yeah, me too. There's all <laughs> kinds of wines here, man. Wow, yeah, send us some samples. That's amazing. It's got, like, real, like, real for a second. <laughs> yeah. No, that rules, man. Yeah, thank you so much, Spencer. Like, we would absolutely love that. I will respond to this email right after we finish uh, recording oh, with our addresses. Fucking... Oh, it's playing a little song. It's... Oh, my God! <laughs> Go to StarTrekWines.com, Jeff. Is Oh, yeah, I'm on it right now. It's playing music and talking oh, at me. Oh, it is. I didn't even notice. Yeah, all right. Right, I'm wow. gonna have to come back to this when we're not actually recording a fucking yeah, podcast. Yeah, thank you so much, Spencer. We'll yeah. like we'll send you our info right after this. That's this cool. Is, um, also, thank you to the people who suggested to them to do that. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, our next email. <laughs> Try topping that one. Who's ever's next? <laughs> uh, is is from uh Fedco. Oh, the, uh, Fedco, science officer. Vulcan. Sure. And sure, sure. he begins, Ensign Pennington, Ensign Henderson, Trek Boys. <laughs> okay. All right. The wasteland planet of M113 was home to a most remarkable creature, as seen in figure A. Okay. It's the salt creature from TOS that sucks your salt out. Oh, yeah, salt guy. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> One capable of shifting its form at will to that a, of a visual flawless imitation of an image taken from the mind of another being in a seeming, seemingly effortless manner as seen as figure B. Yeah. And it's a picture of bones all horned up for the lady. Like. Sure. While its kind once achieved what could be considered a level of civilization, there was a catastrophic shortage of the race's food source, ultimately annihilating the entire population save for one survivor, which was slain by the human Dr. Leonard McCoy in the year 2266, mm -hmm. rendering its species extinct. Wow. Uh, good job, Bones. Way to go, dude. Dipshit. My wife took everything but my bones. Now I'm taking everything but your salt. <laughs> Whoa, whoa. 
Regardless, I believe the M113 creature to be a most fascinating creature. Fascinating in the most literal of archaic senses. My mm. proposed name for the creature is Izaelim. This okay. one isn't as good as your other ones. Okay. I'd, I'd say Salt Liquor. That's a good one. Salt Liquor is pretty cool. This name, unlike previous ones proposed, draws its components from the Vulcan lexicon. Isaiah, which roughly translates to shifting to convey the creature's distinct shape-shifting capabilities, sure. and alem, the Vulcan word for salt, based on the precious substance whose scarcity condemned the Isaiah-lem to civilization to ruin and eventually extinction. Damn. All right, we get some etymology up in here. With these components of the proposed name explained, it is uh, expected that recipients of this message find the name Isaiah-lem to be logical. Mm. However, it was suggested by my former Vulcan classmate, Tapon, of the Tapon's radio program oh aboard God. the USS Tapon's radio program <laughs> yes. that I present this program as what is called a pitch it or ditch it proposal. All right. Now he also suggested using the logically superior Vulcan language for the renaming of this creature, as uh, I was having some difficulty finding an acceptable combination in the English lexicon. Well, you do know Tapon. That is a thing he would do. <laughs> Peace and long life. Science Officer Fedco. Assignment still undetermined. Okay. Postscript note. The suggested alternative names from the previous petition, Debonerification Plant from Pennington, and Danger Spaghetti from Cole have been noted, as this note serves to denote. Danger Spaghetti was good. Uh, (laughs) I'm still still 100% behind debonerification plant. I'm into that. I think that's pretty accurate as to what it does. Yeah. Um, I'll pitch it. Out of the pitch and or ditch choices, I like sure. the Vulcan lexicon. Sure, yeah, why not? Right, I'm not. I'm not a a a scienceman of that yes, caliber. No, of of those animals. I don't <laughs> oh, know okay. about unless it deals with the salt wieners. I don't know about it. There was only a female, as far so far. Well, no, it transformed between male and female. So I maybe kill they a didn't bunch of them in STO in the arena. They they make that noise. They make that weird noise. Oh my god! Do they have wieners? Uh, not that I can tell. I'm usually shooting them, so I don't in, know. In the wiener? Hey, sometimes. You know. Whatever. <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do. You gotta shoot what you gotta shoot. Yeah. Shoot them Shoot them D's off. Isilem is a cool name, anyway. It sounds like a... Like an angel? Like yeah, a biblical Yeah, like a biblical angel. angel. Yeah, right? Isilem? Isilem. Yeah. yeah, I'm into it. Pitch it. Pitch it. Thanks for that email, Fedco, and uh, thanks for helping to uh, to pu- like punch it up to Tapon. Haven't heard from you in a while. I guess yeah. we heard from him last email, didn't What's we? What's going on with Tapon? Why is he is he too good for us now? Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. I just wanted a straight answer. <laughs> Our next email is from Axe wi- the Axe Wizard of Megas Two. Fuck yeah, Axe Wizard. And it is entitled Kelsey Grammar. <laughs> wow. All right. All, it is literally a bunch of E's and A's, and they're all different sizes. I get it. So I had this dream the other night where I was Kelsey Grammer's character from that one TNG episode. That's a nightmare. The one where he was the captain of the yeah. Enterprise B. Time loop guy. Yeah. And I got infected with an alien virus that made me super strong and super intelligent, but was also eating my body from the inside out. So I spent the whole episode in sickbay while the rest of Kelsey Grammer's bridge crew were fighting off possession from some other aliens. And TOS Kirk was also there. All right. And the possession aliens needed, like, five kill blasts from phasers before they got knocked out. Wow. And the phasers were starting to overheat. Sounds like it was a Mexican standoff between the possessed crew and the unpossessed crew. And I crawled to the bridge with my last ounce of strength, tackled one, which ended the standoff. And then I was cured. And then the episode ended. And then I woke up and wasn't Kelsey Grammer anymore. So pitch it or ditch it, I guess. Uh, I mean, who who am I to ditch your subconscious? Like, there's some deep seated uh, angst going on in those dreams I can sense. I'm also a dream scientist. Why was Kirk there? <laughs> what did he do? <laughs> Why was Kirk there? 
He just he just said also Kirk was also there. I had, a, I had a dream the other night I was hanging out with Joel Embiid from the Philadelphia 76ers and it was awesome. So Dude, I had this like fucking I like it's super stupid. Everybody's for sure always thinks it's stupid, but like I had this great dream where I went to a diner yeah. in Huntington when I lived in Huntington and Ben Savage from Boy Meets World was That's there. That's amazing. And we had fucking lunch together and became best friends. That's awesome. Yo, and when you have dreams like that, it's awesome. It is awesome. Don't let and anyone then, dish diss your dreams like that, man. That's cool the, as shit. And then the funniest thing is the like a year later, maybe two years later, a diner opened up in the exact place that it was in you my dream. You had like a prophecy dream, dude. I, I should have went there more. Maybe Ben Savage was there. You could have hung out with Ben Savage and maybe even Topanga, question mark? Holy shit. I used to have dreams about Topanga when I was about 13 years old. Yeah, when I was young, I had a thing for Topanga for sure. I think we all liked Topanga. Topanga was the the great amount of weird that I like in a lady. Yeah, yeah. She's still like her whatever her name, the actress name. I don't Danielle remember. Danielle Fischel. Yes, she's got. What is she on? Like she had like a show. Like it was like the Soup. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I follow her on Instagram. Yeah, I follow she's cool. the entire cast of Boy Meets World on Instagram. <laughs> Ryder Strong. Uh, I don't follow him actually. Uh, what's he posting? I don't know. Bad boy I, I, shit. I did look when I was looking at all of them, but like he had like one picture from like eight years ago, and yeah. it was like I got an Instagram, and I was like, all right. Yeah, he's too busy not working to. <laughs> he's post. too busy being in cabin fever. That's 20 years right. Ago. Oh my god. I so forgot you pitch about or that. Ditch this shit. I'm pitching it, yo. I'll pitch it. Kirk was in it. Keep. So. <laughs> Why is Kirk there? Uh. Let's let's take a dip back into Starlog. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, I'm ready. I'm gonna call this uh, Asterios Coconos's Starlog section. Okay, that name is perfect. It flows so well. <laughs> Shut up. Um, <laughs> I was being serious, Jeff. Uh, let's let's hop back into Starlog. Okay. It is. Uh, Asterios calls it, as a bonus, here's an ancient pitch a nerd mailed in for an episode of Space 1999. All right, all right. This is going to be good. I call it Shoot It or Boot It. (laughs) Okay. All right. Um, Oh, wait. There's a little bit at the beginning, actually, that I find very interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, The image one gets of Koenig from the first season is of a petty bureaucrat promoted beyond oh this is there's a character named Koenig in Space 1999 oh I thought you meant like Walter Koenig yeah so did I that's why I was like what the fuck why are they shitting on him yeah the image one gets of Koenig from the first season is of a petty bureaucrat promoted beyond his level of incompetence who has so far managed to survive his decisions only because of benevolent aliens okay as David Gerald invented a nightmare plot for Star Trek let me do so for Space 1999. Okay. Moonbase Alpha encounters its fifth planet of the week. <laughs> the, nice. They broadcast towards it in English, of course, with no... Oh, this is just dunking on it. Yeah. With no luck. He's since it, appear, since it appears livable, a reconnaissance party is sent out. This dude's a Trek bigot, actually. Yeah, he's, thinking about he's getting real up on his high horse about Star Trek, right? Because he's dissing this crap. On the planet, the leader of the colony of intelligent ants is notified of the approaching vessel and cl- and cries, "Destroy the eagles!" Mm-hmm. Too late, the eagles have landed, and Koenig, Helena, and Maya, among others, leave the craft and start to look around. Eventually, finding the ants, they discuss how to approach them. The others want to study them for a while, but Koenig disagrees. Since emotions are more important than reason, all we need to do is act nice at them. Stand back, everybody. And with that, <laughs> wow, this is actually hilarious. <laughs> the closest approach to a syllogism John Koenig has made in his life. Wow. He walks smilingly towards the ants who eat him. Helena screams. Alan says, poor John. The Alphan stun guns turn out to be useless. They head for the protection and heavier weaponry of the eagles, but the ant hill sprouts an antenna and the ray that shoots forth turns the eagles into chunky peanut butter. 
Maya turns into a giant can of Raid, oh but the God. ants are immune to insecticides. The party flees. Unfortunately, they flee toward the nearby coastline. Trapped, the ants approach. Oh In desperation, God. Maya turns into an anteater and eats the ants. As she snacks her way toward the ant hill, she knocks over the antenna tower. The tremendous, for ants, explosion occurs. For ants. That's hilarious. <laughs> and, and suddenly, the Alphans are back on the moon, passing by the planet, their only souvenirs being memories. <laughs> and the fact that Maya is now pleasantly plump from eating ants and the law of conservation of mass. And okay, there you go. Just as Star Trek reflected a basic optimism about the universe, science, and man's ability to understand the phenomena of the universe... I think Space, Space 1999 reflects a basic pessimism along with the anti-rational attitudes that seem to be gaining adherence in today's society. Yo, I fucking had a revelation about what you're just saying. Oh, yeah? This is what we do with Nutrex. <laughs> it is. It's the same thing. But you know what's even better? <laughs> is that nobody ever gave a fuck about Space 1999. Just like nobody's ever going to give a fuck about Star Trek Discovery and J.J. Abrams' Star Trek. Yeah, one day this will all be behind us. We'll all be, people will be like, what the fuck is that? What's Star Trek Discovery? Why what do is these that? two idiots keep whining about it? What are they talking about? It never mattered. Yeah, that's what we're doing. <laughs> Unfortunately, the local station no longer carries Space 1999. I fear that they may have already judged all television science fiction by that one season. That fear, as well as the desire for good science fiction, is why I worry about Space 1999. <laughs> Signed, James Jones from Moore, Oklahoma. I'm gonna shoot it, because I hear you, James Jones. <laughs> I feel you. Like, I know what you're saying, dude. He's being, a, he's being a Trek bigot over here. Yeah, but, like, he's right. That show was dumb. <laughs> yeah, Space 1999 sucks. And nobody ever cared about it. Like, Literally, I don't even know if you can find it anywhere. Like, uh, it's on Comet. <laughs> okay. Well, Comet plays whatever. Yeah, Comet's <laughs> like, hey, what do you want us to show you? <laughs> uh, my, I guess he's my stepfather-in-law. Loves Space Nineteen Ninety Nine, but he's got some questionable taste. Yeah. He's a good dude, though. Nobody's ever uh, heard of it. I've never heard of it until we did this. I honestly have never heard of it in my life. Oh, damn, dude. There's a follow-up letter to Trek Bigots. Okay. It's entitled, Trekkers Show Concern. <laughs> okay. I want to thank you and your staff for printing my letter, Trek Bigots, in the January issue of Starlog. I have gotten such a response from all over the country that I'm beginning to feel like a celebrity. Wow. 1979 was one hell of a year for this dude. <laughs> the, um, the best letter came on Christmas Eve from California from a man who goes by the name Gene Roddenberry. I've never heard of him. He told me that he'd read my letter in Starlog and that he agreed with the way I felt about Trek fans versus Space 1999 fans. Mm. He wishes the same that I do, that we should all work together towards getting good science fiction on TV and not be working towards cutting each other down. Needless to say, it was the best Christmas present I ever received. Signed, Janice Al Carlson, Mount Berry, Georgia, um... Was this the grandma? I imagine your family is very upset that you said that. That's the best Christmas present you ever got. Yeah. <laughs> From Gene Roddenberry, who's like a guy you've never met. I don't know. Is it Rod and Berries? Is there something there? We already done that? Yeah, we did. Is that a thing? <laughs> <laughs> There's something there. We'll work it. We'll, work we'll get to it. We'll yeah. get to it eventually. Um... <laughs> Thank Asterius, thanks for sending these in. I love I love, I love these. the Trek Bigots lady became like a fucking Trek star. Bigots. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we I think we said it before. Like all she has to do is wait about ten years, right? And she gets like actually good Star Trek. That's true. But she might not have made it. Space nineteen ninety nine did it though. It killed her? Wait, or what? Nah, it was the good Star Trek. Oh, she, she liked for. that. Yeah, she liked it. Right? Yeah. When Emotions are more important than reason. All we need to do is act nice at them. Stand back, everybody. I fucking love that. <laughs> That's amazing. 
It's so good. That's, Thanks, Asterios. I like the uh, <laughs> tremendous explosion for ants. <laughs> That's really <laughs> clever. That's smart as fuck. I do love that. That's funny. Uh, we have one last email. Tonight. Oh, my God. And it is from uh, Boston Sean. B.S. Dupree. Who writes, what an episode. Yeah. Thanks for the email, Sean. Thanks, Sean. See you next week. It's entitled, A Pointless Email, and that's all he sent. (laughs) Oh, my God. I saved that for last. I thought it would be a good ending. It was. What an episode this was, right? Well, this show or the show we watched? The show we're doing right now. Yeah, this was the best one we've ever done. Like, not only is this episode hilarious, filled with great emails, yes. filled with great questions, got some star log in there from Asterios, yeah. got Boss and Sean in on for a second, yeah. but we're getting free fucking wine, folks. We got a free wine and a free commercial. <laughs> yeah, we didn't pay for anything. Yeah. This, this is like the, this is like, we're celebrities. Yeah, this is our Christmas present yeah. from Gene Roddenberry. I'm gonna drink that wine and fucking love it, dude. It looks so dude. cool. I'm gonna keep. I, I wanna like go keep a. If, I don't know what we're getting or if we're. We haven't oh, yeah. got it yet, so I don't know. But dude, if, I'm gonna go fucking hog wild on this wine. If we get see. a bottle, I would keep one. I would like to as like a oh, thing, yeah. like a fucking. I would start. keep it empty after I drank it. <laughs> Dude, I'm a grip and sip when they get here. You're not even Watch gonna out. get a cup you just, or a glass. You're just gonna fucking rip it. Oh yeah, I'm a grip and sip right now. Nah, yeah. I'm gonna get a glass. All right. I'm gonna treat this like a baby. I'm like gonna treat it like one. my baby. What if what if we review it like based on both things? What if we do like the like the regular normal human way of drinking wine? But how how is it when you grip and sip? What's, grip and sip ability. What if you take a, be a, thing a we big have to pull, review it a real big pull of wine? How much? How much? Yeah, yeah. If grip and sip ability is like a three out of five. Oh, that's pretty good. Three out of yeah. five being like like I mean, if you're gripping and sipping, the best you usually get is like two out of five. Because like, <laughs> true. I mean, you're not gripping and sipping on the good. Not shit, on the good right? shit. No, you're gripping and sipping like fucking Garibaldi wine from like <laughs> the bottom row. You're drinking that fucking barefoot wine. Barefoot, right? yeah, barefoot. You can barefoot. You can grip and sip barefoot because it's got like no alcohol in it. You can grip and sip that forever. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in to this, our literal best episode. Who knew that our 50th episode was actually going to be a milestone? I knew it. I, kn- I had a feeling. I just so knew it. So great. Yeah. I'm glad I didn't read that email ahead of time. Like, I was going to early yeah. before we recorded, and I decided against it. Well, here's the thing. Uh, this is a the universe's way of telling us that doing work is stupid, and we should just wing it all the time. <laughs> I think it's the universe's way of telling us that if we stick to doing a cool podcast, we'll eventually be rewarded for it. Yeah. And also, don't read emails ahead of time. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't the type of show where I need to read them ahead of time. So no, it's fine. not. You're right. <laughs> well, I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in and listen to us answer your emails and get free wine. <laughs> I bet they're and- jealous as hell. No doubt, dude. I'd like to thank everybody who sent an email in, especially Spencer from <laughs> StarTrekWines.com. Yeah. Fuck yeah. From uh, WinesThatRock.com. Wines free that advertising, rock. everybody. Yeah. Wines That Rock. The bottles uh, look fucking cool as shit, man. Also, by the way, Spencer, if you're listening to this program, um, we will do commercials for Wines That Rock. Hell yes. <laughs> Hell yes. Um, if you'd like to be a part of the program, maybe send us some wine, you can shoot your email to mclassemail at gmail.com. And uh, you can definitely follow us on Twitter at mclasspodcast. And boy, do we just appreciate everybody who tunes into yeah, this podcast. everybody. Seriously, thank you. If you'd like to appreciate us a little bit more, then there's a special corner of the internet you can go to. It's Not that corner. <laughs> it's called patreon.com slash mclasspodcast, where for as little as a dollar a month, you can support what we do and get a ton of goodies for it, including access to our Discord, which is full of some of the coolest people in the world. Yeah, definitely. Including people who apparently work to get us free wine. Yes. 
thank you guys. Which is so cool. Thank you. Wines at rock.com. <laughs> Dude, we already got a jingle. There it is. That one's for free, Wines at Rock. Wines at rock.com. Dude, I'm ready. Me too. Ready for my Wines at Rock. Transport them over. Yeah, you can't replicate them. They're too good. You got to get them from winesatrock.com. There you go. Oh, my God. We're already advertising for nothing. Yeah. They're never going to pay us to advertise. That's fine. <laughs> as long as they send me free wine, I'll advertise as much as they want. Yeah, seriously. Uh, <laughs> thanks again for tuning in. Please become a patron. Uh, send us some emails and follow us on Twitter. And we will be back in one week with more M-Class goodness. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye. <laughs> Bye, folks. Thanks for the wine. Bye-bye. Bye, 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 bye.